You're listening to the Coach T Podcast, hosted by my dad. Welcome to another edition of the Coach T Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Thomas. Good to see all your smiling faces out there in the digital world. I have a great person I've known for almost 20 years. That's how old I'm getting, getting real old. Uh, assistant coach of the Grand Haven Buccaneers, Mr. Craig Stewart. Craig, how you hey, doing? I'm doing well, man. How you doing today? I'm living the life, you know. It's been a beautiful fall change. The leaves are changing. I almost started raking. I said, nope, I got to wait another three weeks before I start raking. And then <laughs> get all those leaves up and, and burn them. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Craig and I go way back. It actually goes further back to when I was in high school. We always have this kind of running gag. There was a, when he was at Lansing Eastern, there was a, a really good wrestler from them named Alex Parkmay, and we wrestled each other three times. My freshman year, he beat me. I think he pinned me in the first period. It was actually pretty pretty embarrassing, I might have, if I remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs> and then our junior year, I beat him at his place by one point. And then at the regionals, in the first round of Constellations, I beat him 21-7. to seven. So really, really hit two big throws and really controlled the match from there. Uh, he likes that Craig likes to bring that up from time to time. <laughs> oh yeah, well, mostly because in my mind, in my mind, the way I saw it was was that you lost. But you know, I was I was fourteen. Who knows? Like, <laughs> who knows? There's a good chance I wasn't even really paying attention as a freshman. So. Hey, yeah, that, that's hey. Alex was good. He was. It, it's true. I mean, and Alex ended up being a, a runner up his senior year. So. Yeah, Alex is very good, and I was—I was in a—I a, had a, a lot of really good partners my freshman year, so I, I took a lot of lumps. <laughs> took a lot of lumps. <laughs> uh, and that was back in the time. You know, I've talked about plenty of times about doing some podcasts about certain programs. That Lansing Eastern program from the early '90s, and Lansing Eastern was always a strong wrestling program. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But from the early '90s to the early 2000s, that 10-year stretch where. In my opinion, they had a good enough team to make it to at least the state semis, and they couldn't yeah. get past Holt, who yeah. ended up in that ten-year span winning th- uh, two state titles. Yeah. So that was the, the and and back then, I mean, there was nowhere else for them to go. And then the year that they made it in two thousand four, they had an okay team, but it was nothing like those those teams before that was yeah. producing six to seven state qualifiers um, and multi-state yeah. placers. Yeah, you know, that team in 2003, 2004 that went to the state tournament, those were all my friends. You know, those were guys that we wrestled with in middle school together. We wrestled all my freshman year before I moved away. We, we all wrestled together. So, you know, it was, it was weird to wrestle against them my senior year uh, when, I, when I actually ended up at Holt. Uh, but, you know, I was probably one of their biggest fans, even though I was wearing brown and gold. oh yes and and we'll get we'll get into that first so tell me how you got involved in the sport of wrestling yeah so mine is is, it's it's similar to a lot of other people but then not at the same time so i'm another generation wrestler when you know where my my grandfather had had dabbled in it for a while um all my uncles wrestled all my older cousins wrestle. That's just what my family does. If, if you're a Gonzalez or an Ortiz in Lansing, that's, that's what we do. You know, we, we, uh, we try not to get in too much trouble on the North side. And then at some point we're going to wrestle. So, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so my, uh, so my, my first, my first, like, I guess you could say practice was like one time in like third grade 
And uh, my uncle took my uncle's name is Pilar Gonzalez. Um, people who were like were our coaches growing up, they all knew who he was. Um, so mm-hmm. I would did a lot of stuff with him growing up, you know, a lot of just rough housing and stuff, not knowing that at the time that dude was mauling me. So, <laughs> so I, I go to I go to this one practice, and you know it was it was at Lansing East. So I'm assuming it was the uh, Capital City Wrestling uh, 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 Wrestling uh, 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 Club, I think it was. And mm-hmm. um, you know it's at Lansing East. And my uncle takes me there, and you know they separate kids. They like, okay, who's wrestled before? Who hasn't? You know, I raise my hands. I never I never actually wrestled before. So mm-hmm. they take me off. They put me in a group of kids who've never wrestled, and they start teaching us like you know stance and double legs and this kind of things and other and the other. And I'm doing all of it. Like I'm I'm doing stand ups. I'm doing double legs. And they pull me aside. Like I thought you never wrestled before. Well, I haven't. This is all things that I've done with my uncle. <laughs> and, then they ask me, and, and then they ask me who my uncle is. I'm like, it's that guy right there. And like, Pilar is your uncle? I'm like, yeah, it's just Uncle Pilar. Like, nobody's, nobody's special. And yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, come to, come to find out, my uncle was one of the better wrestlers that come out of Lansing in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and he never talked about it. He was probably my, my biggest supporter I ever had. Um, mm-hmm. But he was, he was, he was different. He, he never bragged about anything at all. You know, he, wanted to make sure that I fell in love with the sport before I actually started competing in it. So I didn't do a whole lot. My first actual real season wasn't until I was in middle school. I was in sixth grade. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that, that's kind of how I got started. Um, you know, I went to Pattengale uh, in middle school, uh, went to Lansing Eastern my freshman year, wrestled for uh, Coach Poachert there. And mm-hmm. then I uh, decided to move with my father. So, my mom and dad were split at the time. Um, I decided to, you know, move from the north side of Lansing, go live with my dad. Um, we ended up landing in Albion, of all places. Albion. Mm-hmm. Middle of nowhere, Bodunk Town. Yep. It was great. So go to Albion, and <laughs> uh, my dad says to me, Craig, you're not going to go to school in Albion. I'm sending you to Concord. And I'm like, where the mm-hmm. heck is that? It's in the middle of nowhere. Right. Like, literally, you drive, you have to go through a bunch of cornfields and stuff. You pull up on a four-way stop in the high school somewhere, and it's a small little country town. It was great. Oh, yeah. So, oh. yep. So, so I get there, and, you know, I end up being a starter as a freshman, right, as a sophomore there, um, and then found some success. Uh, my junior year, I ended up being a regional qualifier, and then I got homesick. I wanted to go back and live with my mom. Uh, mm-hmm. So, moved back to Lansing. Uh, my mom at the time was in living at Holt, so that's how I got to Holt. So, wow. <laughs> you know, wrestled there and uh, graduated and moved to Muskegon. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I've kind of been I've been all over the place. You know, I've been in, you know, three high schools in four years. I've had I've been fortunate enough to you know, experience some of the some of the best coaching that I can say I've ever uh, I've ever had um, mm-hmm. or I've ever even seen, really, you know, growing up having poacher being, uh, you know, my, my first ever real wrestling coach. Moving from there, going to Concord, I had a guy there. His name was Bob Casto. Uh, ah, Bob, was, Bob Casto. Yeah, yep, yep. Bob, Bob was my guy, you know. So, mm-hmm. and then I left from there, and then, you know, I go wrestle for Rocket at Holt, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I tell people all the time, you know, when when I first started wrestling, you know, Poacher kind of taught me what wrestling was and that kind of stuff. Um, when I got to Concord, uh, Coach Casto really taught me what attitude is, like. You can be as good as you allow yourself to be. You just have to get out of your own way to be successful. And that was the big mental part for myself, which he really helped with. And then I get to hold and they're like, okay, we're going to teach you what it really means to wrestle now. You know, we're going to compete for six minutes. We're going to be in your face, you know, and if, if someone wants to back down, that's their problem. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've been very blessed to have uh, outstanding coaches, even though I landed in the most obscure places, you know, going from downtown north side of Lansing to, you know, middle of nowhere in Concord, then back on the south side of Lansing in Gregerson Hole. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it's been a, quite the journey. <laughs> well, I'm going to piggyback on, on some of those things. Uh, uh, coach Polcher, who I don't think I've mentioned a lot on the podcast, but he's a longtime coach at Lansing Easter. He actually coached Kevin Jackson and his brothers back yep. in the early uh, mid-80s there when they were winning state titles and things like that. But, you know, talk about a guy that had, in his 14 or 15 years as a head coach at Lansing Eastern, had an incredible run, produced a lot of state qualifiers, state placers, and then his last year, they win the the team regional title, breaking through and finally making it to team states. Um, and he had never wrestled before. I right. mean, that's kind yeah. of the crazy part. But yep. he was a smart guy to surround himself with some great coaches. I want to say uh, at that time, you had Coach Lair, uh, yep. Coach Gladstone, Coach Curley, um, yep. you know, as those assistant coaches. So he just – he had a great – great minds around him, ran a great practice, Uh and then uh, you talked about you mentioned Albion a little bit. They had Coach Parker who uh, yeah, Coach Parker I, had a son named Kellen. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and Kellen was actually on the national team with me my sophomore year. And uh, Coach Parker, you know, the, the, back in those days we had the Friday night wrestling, and Coach Parker was one of my coaches. Be like, hey, can you coach me? You're like, yeah, sure. And I was pretty decent back then, so he was happy to coach me. I'm sure he was happy to coach yeah. everybody. You um, know, the one thing that was cool about about uh, Coach Parker was that you would never have known his accolades if he never told you. And mm-hmm. he was always willing to help anybody, you know, yes. like, you know, going, going to school at Concord, he would make it a point to come up to me and say things to me after I beat one of his own guys. Like mm-hmm. he would say things like, Hey man, like I know you have a really good low single, but you need to tighten up your technique. Cause it's awful. Okay. Thanks coach. Appreciate that. I, I know I beat you guy, but Hey, you know, I'll, I'll take it anywhere I can get it. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Bob Castle sounds familiar because he must be the guy from like the Quincy area. Yes. Um, yep. So he was okay. an assistant at Quincy. And then mm-hmm. I want to say he ended up coaching one of the junior national teams for a while too. Um, mm-hmm. He always had a camp at his house in the summers and he usually right. had Dan Severn coming in there. Mm-hmm. And I want to say but, his yep. son is Rob Castell. Yep. Who was a yep, state champion. He graduated the same year I did. The only reason I know about the Castells is that one of my teammates, Matt Fisher, uh, and Brent Seckler of Coldwater, we wrestled at MCC together. And uh, we talked a lot about uh, his impact on the Branch County area. Yeah. Uh, especially in terms of freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> and, so and then we, we can't uh, – you talk about Rocky. Rocky gets mentioned a lot. Um, he does. Obviously, he was uh, an amazing coach and the, the things that he was able to do in his time here and was always willing to – help coaches and help people in yeah. general. I mean, Rocky's yeah. kind of guy, he'll give you the shirt off your, off his own back. If, if that's going to help you. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it, was, so it, was, it was great. You know, I, I love wrestling for rock, you know, and mm-hmm. my situation was a little bit different. Uh, my home life wasn't the greatest. Um, you know, so like my, my senior year, I didn't have the success that I wanted. Um, but a lot of that was just because, you know, I didn't have a lot of support. It, you know, like I had like my friends and the team and that kind of stuff, but no one really came to watch outside of my uncle uh, whenever mm-hmm. he could. Um, so right. after a while, you know, when you don't have that kind of support there all the time, you just stop caring. You know, so like after a while, I found myself 
you know, just trying to get through the season because I love the sport, but at the time it, it wasn't loving me as much. So, right. right. <laughs> you know, but and and you know, Rock and, and Stan, they they realized that. Uh, I felt yes. like really soon. And they mm-hmm. just made it a they made it a point to make sure I enjoyed what I was doing. So like even though right. I didn't have all the success that I wanted, I was having fun. Um, you know, right. like I don't remember majority of the matches I had in high school, but I remember when me and Cameron Rogers were getting to fight because he kept turning my knee out. <laughs> you know like or oh. I, I remember i remember like you know going to uh uh to lunch with uh with phil emmons all the time or how we would have taco bar and he'd jump in my stomach and i thought i was gonna throw up because mm. i made a really i really really poor judgment and what i was gonna eat for lunch that day and he wanted <laughs> to make you pay for it so you know when, when rock says the funds and the memories he really was not lying all of my memories right. i have about being there and wrestling in in uh in concord and at lansing eastern I don't really have a lot of memories about the matches as much as I do the 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 friendships and the bonds that I've that I've met, that I made with these people. Like I'm still friends with Phil to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we try to talk as much as we possibly can. We're both super busy, but you know, he's my guy. You know, like he's he's the one person that I know at any point in time I can call him up and we'll have a conversation like we just got out of high school yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always good to have those those friends and those those connections because they they uh they truly do it's like a way back machine they bring you back to those those times where you oh were yeah hanging out so you end up you get done at whole how did you end up on the west side of the state oh um being dumb <laughs> being, being stupid that's that's the best way i can describe it you know i uh I was in a relationship. Uh, that person is not my wife. <laughs> okay, I just want to make much. sure. So, I, yeah, just in case your wife hears this podcast, it was not you, okay? Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> so, um, you know, met a, met a girl, moved up this way, being stupid, young and dumb. Um, but, you know, I came up here. My, my grandmother lived here at the time. I didn't know what I wanted to do for school. Um, I ended up starting at MCC for a little bit, and I didn't really want to wrestle anymore. I just didn't really have it in me uh, to, to do that anymore. At least I thought I didn't. Uh, so I ended up going to Baker, um, okay. and then uh, went to Baker College, but I still wanted to be involved somewhat. So I started coaching at Muskegon as a volunteer, you know, and, and it was one of the things where uh, I just showed up. I was like, hey, man, like, I'd, I'd love to come help out. And, you know, the coach at the time's name was Ron James, and uh, his mm-hmm. assistant was Shandar Ricks, who's the coach there now. Um, mm-hmm. they, they brought me in, you know, they, they brought me in and, you know, they took a, a young punk from the, you know, from the north side of Lansing and, and decided to let him help him out some, so. I'm sure, like yeah, I was, that's... I was fortunate enough to wrestle with Terrence every day. Uh, you know, Terrence mm-hmm. Daly won the state title his senior year, and the, the thing about Terrence, he was, he was so strong, so strong. It wasn't fair. So, like when you wrestled with him, if you could stop his double leg, there, you you stood a chance. You stood a chance right. of beating him. But there's one thing to say: stopping his double and actually doing it. You didn't yeah. really stop it that much because it was like a freight train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I, you know, wrestled with him a decent amount, um, you know, and then watched him win a state title, which was awesome. Uh, ended up uh, being there for another season, uh, and then I left from there. I went to Fruitport, um, and it was again another one of those things where, uh, actually, at the time, uh, Rob Castro was living in Muskegon. He mm-hmm. was the assistant coach, was just hired as the assistant coach uh, at Fruitport. The head coach at the time was just hired as well. His name was Brandon Pastor, um, mm-hmm. and so Rob ended up getting a head coaching job, ironically, at Concord. So he left from there, <laughs> called me up, and was like, hey, man, uh, so there's an assistant job opened up at Fruitport. I think you should probably go down there and see what you can do. So I was like, all right. So I just went to Fruitport on a whim and went to practice one day. And the mm-hmm. best part about the whole thing was that, you know, obviously, as time, as time will tell, I was there for 11 years. 
Uh, but when right. I first got there uh, at Fruitport, Brandon hated me. <laughs> he hated me, man. Uh-huh. But it, and it was because again, I was just—I I was a young punk, thought I knew everything, and realized I knew a whole lot of nothing. So, <laughs> yeah. So I first get to practice, and when I get there, I have my shoes on, and he made me go sit down. I couldn't even do anything. You know, he was like, "Nope, I need you to sit right there, and we'll talk after practice is over. Don't come out of practice unannounced." And I was like, "Okay, that's fair." So you know, we mm-hmm. go into the office, and you know, we had a, a conversation. He's like, "All right, so this is what." I, this is what I've seen when you were at Muskegon. You cannot bring that here. Like, if you're going to be here, you have to beat the competitive nature out of yourself because you're not competing mm-hmm. anymore. You're trying to make these kids better. This is not about your right. ego. And I'm like, all right, that makes sense. So I sat there and really kind of just let them give it to me a little bit because it's been a mm-hmm. while since I've had anybody really coach me like that. And um, mm-hmm. you know, I took it to heart. He was like, now, if you want to be here, uh, you know, I'm more than welcome to have you, but, you know, take a day or two before you come back and then, you know, call me before you come <laughs> right? and let me know. And uh, we went from there. So, yeah, I, I took a day and really thought that's what I really wanted to do. And right. uh, I called him up and said, hey, yeah, I want to I want to come to Fruitport. I want to keep growing. I want to be a better coach. Um, so I, I want to come work with you. So he's like, all right, we'll come to practice on, on such and such date. And and the rest is history. He's now one of my best friends. He was my best man at my wedding. So. Yeah, but to to know that our friendship started out with him hating me was, was actually hilarious. So, yeah, I, I was gonna say, who can hate you? I mean, I'm telling Brent, you, man. Like, <laughs> Brandon can be highly opinionated, but that's the reason he hated of all people you. Right. Well, uh, you know what, it's, what, what, what? What's funny is what most people when they when they first meet me, it's usually Matt's side, and it's usually hmm. me coaching against their kid. Right. So yeah. I know I will say some things that will get under a kid's skin. Like I know it. That's just. That's who I am. That's what I've always done. And so as a result, people think I'm a jerk. And then mm-hmm. after the match is over, they talk to me like, oh, this guy's actually not that bad. I'm like, I know. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, what, well, everything I said in the match, it was not intended to be personal. Uh, I just want to put my kid over. <laughs> right. You're like, a, you have like a coaching personality. Like it oh, changes yeah. from nice Craig to coach Craig. And coach Craig oh. is a different different oh, yeah, cat yeah, altogether. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't want that guy, you know. And I tell kids all the time, I really, I really only have one rule. Like, I only have one, and this just don't make me mad. And it takes a lot to make me mad. But if we get there, it's not going to end well for anybody. It's really not. <laughs> no, no, I, I get it. I understand it. <laughs> yes, yeah, and I, so, I think in my coaching career, I didn't really have. I know it's really, it was hard to distinguish because I always had that. Like, I don't want to piss pe- or make people upset. I try not to swear on the on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> you never know your mom could be listening to it but um i yep. try not to i try not to make people upset you know i try to focus yep. on coaching my athlete and 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 just being helpful i think one of the things that wrestling has taught me is that everybody wants to help everybody for the most part like i haven't oh yeah had too many people are like oh i do it out you know i'm gonna do this and you're not gonna blah 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 and just go after people i just don't don't hear yep. that or see that yeah you spent so, 11 years at, at fruitport yeah yeah pretty good kids i, I remember so I want to say it was 2015. You had this Levi Six character. Yeah, uh, I want to say yep, he was, a, was he a freshman or sophomore that year? He was a sophomore. Yeah. So sophomore. I think I want to say Chris had him first round, and we were kind of just like uh, Chris Shaner, who was my first state champion yep. in high school uh, from Bay City Western. And I remember us just like talking back and forth, kind of like, "Oh, what's gonna, what's gonna happen here? Like, tell me all that." And you would not give anything about how good Levi was. You wouldn't give me any film. <laughs> You're so terrible. 
you know, I, I pulled a Rocky on you, man. You know, like he's, he's not bad. He's all, he's all right, but you know, you might be too hard on him. You guys might be a little too tough for him. <laughs> well, I mean, Chris was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. That was, um, yeah. yeah. And Levi ended up, I want to say, did he place that year? Yeah. Levi six took six. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> go figure. And then he got injured his junior year and then placed his senior, if I remember correctly. If this uh, all... He did not place his senior, but he did qualify. Um, okay. He qualified. Actually, yeah, so he um he broke his he broke his arm almost right at the elbow, um like right in the beginning of the season. So he didn't he didn't put a foot on the mat for like a good thirteen months. So wow. you know to go from to go from you know qualifying and placing as a sophomore to not wrestling his entire junior year and then mm-hmm. coming back his senior year, the fact that he got there was huge. Like that was right. a win in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, and we, um, and, and at the time I went through a couple of different coaching changes even then. So, you know, like I said, I was, I've been at Fruitport for 11 years. Um, mm-hmm. of those 11 years, I was with, uh, Brandon Pastor for, I believe it was six of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So six years there. Um, and then, um, he ends up, uh, not being with the program anymore. And then, uh, Jack Numador comes in and takes over there. Um, I ended up taking a year off just for the transition sake, you know, because I didn't mm-hmm. want to be uh, a reason why kids didn't come out or didn't respond uh, to different styles of coaching. You know, I talk about time when things change, it's not bad. It's just different. Right. You know? So I took the year off, really let them kind of, you know, develop their uh, their own culture and that kind of stuff. And then I came back the next year um, and we had a really good team. And that was probably one of the most fun seasons I ever had was actually the 2014 season because we we wrestled you twice the two years in a row with a first draw at the state tournament. The first yeah. one was Tommy Martinez, and then the, yep. the year after uh, was with yeah, you wrestled the other Shainer. Yep, we wrestled, wrestled both Tom Shainer. Yep, wrestled both Shainer. <laughs> Which, yep. so. And Tom was good too. Tom was a three time placer for us. Um, I know yep. I probably yep. don't talk about Tom enough, uh, <laughs> but um, there was something special about those Shainer kids. So I might talk about yep. them. In another yeah, podcast. So, so. <laughs> yeah, so we, we had a we had a really good group of kids that year. I think we ended up we qualified, I want to say nine kids to the region, and then we had six kids that qualified to state that year. And then of the six, mm-hmm. we had three that placed, including one that won a state title at, at uh two at two eighty five uh, with mm-hmm. Chris Hendricks. Yeah. So that was that was a really good group of kids that we had. Um, and then uh, a couple years later, one of my one of my most favorite coaching jobs that I ever had was. Uh, with the kid that he had, his name was Tony Stong. He wrestled 152 for us. Um, ends up qualifying for state. You know, it went to the barbecue. Didn't find a whole lot of success at the state tournament. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he got there when, in all honesty, he had no business qualifying for state. Right. Like, none at all. Like, he got there just off of hard work alone. You mm-hmm. know, he uh, he wrestled, uh, I think his name was Blake Ross. He wrestled him from uh, from Beast Puffer. The first time we lose to him was by, like, eight points. The second time we lose to him, it's like seven points. The next time was like five or six. But, you know, the gap kept closing. But what was happening was we would give up a big move and then mm-hmm. we would close out the rest of the match. So we're at the, the region and, you know, I'm sweating bullets. I'm super nervous. You know, trying not to, to show it to, to Tony at all, but he's laser focused. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I, we need to do something. So I had his dad come out of the stands and sit in the corner with me because I'm like, if he loses, I can't control him. I don't know what's mm-hmm. going to happen. So right. His dad comes out of the stands. He sits with us. And we tell Tony, like, hey, man, you just have to beat him one time. Like, he might have beat you three or four times before. You've got to beat him one time. And, mm-hmm. 
we we beat him. You know, he, he uh, wrestled one of the best matches of, of his uh, his high school career. Ended up uh, qualifying for state, and uh, ironically, that happened in one mat. And the one right right to the left of us, Levi Six, also qualified as a sophomore. So it, that was that was probably one of my more favorite coaching jobs that I did with a kid who really, mm-hmm. for lack for all intents and purposes, had no business qualifying for state, but just you know willed his way there. So yeah. you, you you can't write a better story than that. So it was it was great. And that's kind of the beauty of wrestling, those stories about guys that, you know, on paper, they really don't deserve to make it, but they, they've worked their tail off and they learn yep. how to wrestle and, and, and stay in great position. Yeah, really peak helps at the right time. <laughs> peak at the right time, all, all the good stuff. So Fruitport for 11 years, and then you yep. decide to go to Buccaneerland, home, uh, yes. the, the house that John Cox built. There I said it. I know John doesn't <laughs> like me. You know, Grant Haven's produced some great wrestlers. Don't get me wrong. John yep. Cox is probably my favorite um, <laughs> because, you know, one, he's a good friend of mine, but I got to watch him wrestle uh, his entire four years in high school. And yep. I never seen a kid work as hard as he did and not afraid to take challenges. Um, he would routinely bump up weight classes to get the best match of the night. And you just don't, you don't see that very often from a kid of his caliber that's willing to go on a limb and sacrifice a potential loss just to get better in the long run oh yeah yeah so yeah so like i uh, i found myself uh going to grand haven uh going into my my last year at fruitport i knew it was going to be it um you know I've, I've done everything that i could do for them uh we were as stable as we possibly can get we went through three different head coaching changes and i was like you know what? it's it's time for me to move on um i i needed something different I need to put myself in a different type of setting and see what else I can learn, uh, you know, to further on my own coaching career and really try to impact even more people. Um, so I was actually supposed to go to Whitehall. That mm-hmm. was what I was, I was, that's what I was supposed to go. I was supposed to end up in Whitehall. Um, I had talked to uh, Craig Christensen and at the time, you know, the head coach was Cliff Sandy. Um, mm-hmm. I had talked to them about it and like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll bring you in. Uh, we'll find something for you to do, but we, we want you here. So I was like, great. You know, that's awesome. And, you know, we're going through uh, that whole wrestling season, my, my last year at Fruitport, and the job at Spring Link opened up. I was like, well, and it was in the middle of the year. So, like, that never happens, you know, mm-hmm. where a, a coach gets let go midseason. So I sent my, my, res- my resume to Spring Lake, um, heard back from them, so they were going to make a decision on it at the end of the school year. I was like, okay, that's fair. Um, mm-hmm. And then we were taking kids down to, to practice in Grand Haven, and I'm talking to Vince, uh, Vince Jervis, mm-hmm. uh, in practice, and – told me, you know, this is, this is the last hurrah for me. You know, after this, um, I'm really not too sure where I'm going to go. I, I played the Whitehall thing really close to the vest. I didn't want a whole lot of people knowing. Uh, most importantly, I didn't want my kids knowing uh, where I was going to go and mm-hmm. make them think that my mind was somewhere else. Um, I wanted mm-hmm. that I was 100% present with them at the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, talking to Vince, and then we're in the middle of practice, and, you know, I told him I sent my resume to Spring Lake, and he immediately goes, hey, man, like, I think you'll be a perfect fit there. You know, I – you know, they need someone who really, you know, lo- knows, knows the sport and loves the sport. And, you know, I, I think you'd be the right guy for it. And then right away he goes, but if for whatever reason it doesn't work out and you're already coming south, you know, why don't you come a little bit further south across the bridge and be down here with us? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so pitching uh, all kinds of goo woo. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm like, all right. You know, and it's the middle of practice. So I'm not thinking anything of it. You know, I say a lot mm-hmm. of dumb things in practice. So, yeah. you know, I, I get home, we finish off the season talking to my wife and um you know she asked me like all right so you're still gonna go to Whitehall and I was like well yeah like that's that's where I'll that's the plan and she was like well 
So that's that's a decent drive, and it's in the winter, and you're going through a snow belt. So what happens when it snows? Like, well, if it's snowing and it's bad, I just won't go. And and then so then you know you see her wheels are starting to starting to turn a little bit, and she's like, well, didn't that guy from Grand Haven mention something to you about a job down there? <laughs> I was like, yeah, but it was in practice. It was in passing. Like I'd say all kinds of oh. stuff in in practice. And right. she's like, well, have you talked to him at all yet? And I'm like, well, no. And she's like, don't you think you probably should? I'm like, oh, you're right, you're right. So, mm-hmm. so I I I send Vince a text and you know ask if that offer was still available and you know he calls me on his uh, on his, his uh, planning period. I was like, all right, this is what's gonna happen. We're gonna bring you in here. You're gonna be our our JV head coach and blah 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 blah. blah. And before I know it, I'm I'm in Grand Haven. <laughs> <laughs> you sure Vince didn't talk to your wife though? It sounds pretty pretty too good to be true. Man, I, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know if my wife was, you know, had some major ESP going on or what. But, you know, she, uh, you know, she, she knows what's best for me more than I do most of the time. And I just let, <laughs> right. I they let, always I do. Let have it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm so, sure Vince yeah, sent her a text message like, "Talk to your husband about yep, this. Yep. Say this. Yep, you know, so, gave her a whole and, script." <laughs> yep, and you know, and it's funny for the first like three years being down there. If anyone were to ask, Vince told him that he stole me from Fruitport. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like you know what i can get with that that that's that's fine so <laughs> well yeah, you so, look you know, good so, in the blue and gold of of, of the buccaneer so uh, I, I i do wear it well i do wear it mm-hmm. well <laughs> and, and uh and grand haven is always close to my heart i talked about john cox but realistically uh coach provincial who i've known for a long time uh my opinion one of the greatest coaches of all time uh in the oh, state yeah. of michigan for wrestling and just in general and he produced some quality, like all three of his stops, he's produced quality teams from New Lothrop yeah. to Eaton Rapids and really putting Grand Haven to the forefront as a wrestling school. Yeah. You know, before him, Grand Haven was not known for producing these tough, they were just kind of the pretty boys that went to the beach in the summer. Like, I, I don't know, like yeah. he, he really changed the mindset there. And, yeah, and like coach, I had, uh... Uh, go ahead. Yeah, you know, a couple of years ago, we had I, I had an idea for a, for a team T-shirt. You know, I, I reached out to a bunch of different alumni guys, and I talked to Coach P for a little bit, and then I, I talked to Coach Richardson, and um, you know, he told me he was like, you know, when we first got here, you know, Grand Haven was the doormat of, of the OK Red. He was like, people would come in here knowing they were going to get an easy win. A lot of times, they would even wrestle their varsity guys, and you know, we decided to say that's enough. We're not going to do that anymore. We are better than that. You guys are better than that. And they just started to build Grand Haven to what it was. So, like, when I moved to this side of the state, you know, Grand Haven was, like, the place to be. So, like, for me to be there now is almost surreal because, you know, when you see that program and you saw all the things that they were doing and the, 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 the quality of kids they were putting out, you know, it's almost like, am I even – Am I, am I am I supposed to be here? Like, am I good mm. enough to be here? So I questioned that a lot, you know, that that first year. Um, you know, if I was good enough to be here, if I was good enough to, you know, to to wear that name across my chest now, and and uh, you know, they they welcome me with open arms, and yeah, mm. they're, they're, we're not the doormat anymore. <laughs> so, no, no, you know, always we, competitive. Uh, we're, yeah, we're we're competitive year in and year out. You know, always pushing for an OK Red title. So, mm-hmm. and Coach <laughs> Richardson. Uh, I mentioned it actually back in my first episode of the podcast where I had lost my first match at States my senior year, and I was fighting with my coach, Coach Jinx. I threw my headgear. He told me, like, you want to go home, blah, blah, blah. And I remember because back then you could actually stay in the warm-up area 
It was really weird. So I fell asleep. <laughs> I wake back up. Here's Coach Richardson ask me how I'm doing. I'm like, I'm all right. I don't know. I just, you know, kind of whole hum. And he's like, hey, if you if you give it everything you have, you have nothing to be ashamed of. You, know, yeah. you got one, one, got one mat, one match. Just go out there yeah. and give it everything you got. And those words have been, have stuck with me for almost twenty years because yeah. at that time, that's what I needed. He walks away. Coach Jinx comes in, and we make up. And then it's kind of like, you know what? They take the pressure off because, it, regardless of what happens, the outcome is kind of decided. Yeah, your effort isn't though. So. Yeah. You give it everything you got. You have, you want to be able to walk away with your head up high and not have any regrets. So I really appreciate it because, I, like I said, there's like five or six people that I owe this championship to. Coach Richardson is is one of them. So, well, good. What good. is your advice? What is your advice as a, a new person trying to come in from an assistant coach standpoint? Like, what what kind of advice would you give to those young guys? Are like, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm not quite ready for to be a head coach. And not saying you're not. Because obviously you've taken the opportunities and you've applied for different positions, and I'm sure something will yeah. come up in the future. Oh but yeah. What's what's the what's the advice you'd give those young coaches there? Like, you know what? I'm not quite ready to be a head coach, but I want to be an assistant coach. What should they be doing? Oh man, um, I've actually thought about this for a while. I know you're going to ask this, and I'm like, okay, what's what's something that that I that I think is good for myself um, that I that I could believe in to tell somebody else and. I would say probably one of the bigger things is two things. One, check your ego. You know, so as, as good as you might think you are uh, as a coach or an athlete, there's always someone better. So the best thing that you can do is go into a room, you know, be a blank slate and be an open book and just take everything that you possibly can because you can learn things from anybody, but you cannot learn things if you have not checked your ego, um, because at that point, you know, you think that you're better than someone else and you can't do that. The, the right. other part uh, that I would say would be equally as important is to always make sure that you're not the smartest person in the room. And if you do find yourself uh, at a point to where you think that you might be, then go find a different room. You know, you, you can always <laughs> learn something from somebody it doesn't matter what it is. You will always learn something and you have to be in, in constant pursuit of that knowledge. And I used to tell kids a lot, all the time, you know, you, you have to be in pursuit of perfection. So do not be afraid to, to be perfect. Now, will perfection elude you? Yes, it will. But it's the pursuit of it. Uh, that is what will make you perfect and will, will, will get you to the points where you can find success and real meaningful success, not just you know, wins and matches and that kind of stuff. I'm talking things, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, when you, uh, you know, you become a, a husband and a father and, you know, you're, you're, support, you're uh, you know, providing for your family and those kinds of things. Like it's, it's the pursuit of that perfection. That's what will define everything else for the rest of your life. You know, even if you fall flat on your face, at least you fell forward, you can get yourself back up because you've done it time and time, time in, uh, time before. And yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just, you know, make sure you check your ego, you know, if, and if you think that you're the smartest person in the room, go find a different room. Don't be afraid to learn. Yeah. You, you got, you got to be able to improvise and adapt. Otherwise someone's going to teach that hard lesson to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, gosh, man, great advice there for those young coaches looking to get their <laughs> skin in the game. Very well said. Well, thank you, Craig. I've appreciate the friendship over the years. I oh, love yeah, what you're definitely. doing over 
in uh, in Grand Haven now. It's been it was fun going to your tournament the last two years. Uh, the Adam Provincial Tournament, named after Coach Provincial's son, always yep. a tough tournament. A lot of fun. Grand Haven's an amazing school, uh, so it was nice to be be a part of that and show that show my kids that when I was coaching, like you know, the, these schools on the west side they compete very well, and that's why we're here. We want to get better. Iron, oh yeah, sharpens iron, so so to speak. So, uh, appreciate your time on the podcast, and you have a great day. Yeah, you too, man. Take these nuts Thank you for listening to the Coach T podcast by my dad.